Build your tribe with this quick Facebook advertising tip from expert Amy Porterfield. I am so passionate about using Facebook to build your email list because two reasons. One, I feel that the energy of your business is directly tied to your email list. And two, we don't know what changes Facebook will make down the road. And I don't like putting all my eggs in one basket. So although I use Facebook to build community and and really put out great content and be that go-to source, Facebook controls so much of what I do on my page, my like page, that I control so much of what happens when someone's on my email list. And I can build a relationship outside of Facebook. Welcome to Build Your Tribe with your host, Shalene Johnson. Your host wanted me to kick off this episode with a friendly reminder that this show is free and that free is nice and nice people love free and nice people often do nice things like leave nice reviews on iTunes. Yeah, so it would be really, really nice of you to write a review and give me a rating for this podcast show. And how appropriate, because Amy Porterfield is one of the nicest experts you would ever want to meet. At least that was the impression that I had of her. You see, we have never met in person. I've just been kind of following her and leaning on her as an expert ever since, I think it was Mari Smith. But I was like, if, if Mari recommends this person, then I know I can trust them. And I always liked the way that Amy wrote. And there was just something about her photos where I'm like, oh, she just looks like she'd be such a nice person. And then I downloaded her podcast. And I just think that you can hear something in a person's voice and you don't even need to see them. You just, you just know if you have something in common. You can tell if a person's confident or sweet or humble or BSing. And I just knew immediately that we would need to be friends in real life. And then I started watching her videos and I'm like, yep, totally. We could be friends. And we just finished this interview and I am on my way to Claire's Boutique to buy her a friendship bracelet. Ladies and gentlemen, meet Amy Porterfield. Amy, are you there? I am. Hello there. It's so awesome to be able to talk to you. I know. I've been looking forward to this. So thanks for having me. I, you're like one of my very dearest, closest friends in my head. Oh, that's fantastic. Likewise. I, and I've introduced many people to you. I, even my husband's like, I love her voice. I'm like, all right, simmer down. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I would call you the social media sweetheart. Oh, well, that actually is a great, I would keep that one. Thank you. That means a lot. So if you don't already subscribe to Amy's podcast, uh, be sure to look for it. It's in the business division. What, do you, what is it called though? It's called Online Marketing Made Easy. Online Marketing Made Easy. You just have great guests. You've got a wonderful delivery. You're easy to understand. And especially for those people who are fans of mine and the way that I teach, they'll just love learning from you. You give away so much. I think that we have really similar styles in terms of teaching and how we like to kind of lay out all the content. So I... I've been following your stuff and I've been listening to your podcast. And the more and more I do that, I think we could be fast friends, which I always love. That's the first reason why I love to listen to anybody if I have that connection. And then the fact that one, we're so similar in teaching style Mm -hmm. and you have so much good stuff to say. So the fact that, you know, you have found my stuff valuable is such a huge compliment to me because likewise, it's exactly how I feel. So when you ask, you know, when you come on the show, I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Of course. It's awesome. I um, try to read your Facebook page all the time, and you linked to an article recently on that really got me thinking about how it's important not to be preachy, hmm. and you're you're not preachy. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe I'm a little too preachy. And then I, 
I just get very excited. And if that's interpreted as being <laughs> preachy, I will never tell you what to do, but I will tell you what I think people should do because it's working and and here's why, and you should evaluate it. And I, I do get passionate about that. What do you get passionate about? I get passionate about finding a business that allows you more freedom. So mm. my whole thing is when we ever get into a discussion with whoever I'm talking about, I actually, a good, good example is I have a good friend that left a corporate job after 15 years and he started doing some online marketing stuff and it's been hard for him. Mm. And so I know he's got one foot back into, Hey, I'll take a corporate job. If something really great comes along, he's has four children, a wife to support. So he's feeling the heat right now. Mm-hmm. And I get on my soapbox because okay. when I, I left Tony Robbins, it would have been very easy for me to jump back into a corporate job, especially having that name behind your resume. People want to hire you for things. And so it would have been easy. But to me, my life is dramatically different now that I get to design a business and a life that I love. And so I kind of jump on that soapbox fast. I hear you. And I, I, I tend to agree. I mean, and I know that's hard for people who are listening right now. And please don't think that we in any way devalue those people who are there helping other people get their word out there. Thank God I have employees and I love you guys. Please never quit. That's such a great point. But I always have to tell them, I tell my staff, if, if you believe in me and if you believe in what I'm teaching, then you two will fly away. And that's, and, and please know that I love you and I support you. And I expect that you'll do that because you deserve happiness too. But while you're here, I'm going to make it as comfortable and as flexible and as enjoyable and as rewarding for you as possible. But I do believe not everyone's supposed to be an entrepreneur, but you do need the flexibility and the ability to be creative and to feel appreciated and to use your gift. That's so very true. And you know, you make a great point. I don't think everyone should be an entrepreneur. And I have a really good girlfriend of mine that she's brilliant. And I think she works best in a corporate environment with the team. She's a leader. And I think she does that well. So that's a great point. I think my point is more, if you have that calling and you just want to break out and do your own thing, it's really tough in the beginning and sticking it out and making it work. If that's your calling, if that's what you really want to do, that's where it gets a little bit uncomfortable for a while. That's valid. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is this stuff isn't easy if you don't commit to understanding that there's a component of this that's technical. And there's a component of this that requires you stay engaged as a student, then it's going to be harder than it needs to be. Just commit to the idea that you need to be a student, a lifelong student. Yes. And what we're going to talk about today is what a lot of people feel like, well, I want to figure out Facebook once and for all and then like, you know, wipe my hands clean <laughs> and and can I be all set if I went to this course or I if I, you know, read this article about what's working on Facebook. Truth is, it changes every day, wouldn't you agree? All the time. <laughs> yes. So it's nice to have experts like you who we can turn to. I don't have to know everything about Facebook. Today I wanted to talk about helping people get the word out, reach more people. And I want to talk to those people who are listening about how to use Facebook to build your list. What would you say um, to someone who says, how, how am I going to build my list if I can't even build my own Facebook like page? What I would say to somebody that said that is it's actually two very different things. Mm. So building a like page and building an email list with Facebook marketing is actually two different avenues. Now you can combine the two for sure, but I I see them as two different strategies. This is going to be an uncomfortable question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. 
which, in your opinion, you're giving your best girlfriend advice, which, if you had to pick one, is more important to build your list with Facebook or to build your Facebook page? Oh, it's not even hard for me. Build your list 100%. I am so passionate about using Facebook to build your email list because two reasons. One, I feel that the energy of your business is directly tied to your email list. And two, we don't know what changes Facebook will make down the road. And I don't like putting all my eggs in one basket. So although I use Facebook to build community and and really put out great content and be that go-to source as much as I can, Facebook controls so much of what I do on my page, my like page, that I control so much of what happens when someone's on my email list. And I can build a relationship outside of Facebook. So to me, Facebook is the best place to find your audience, give them something of great value. And we'll talk about that to build your list, get the name and email in exchange for something of great value. And then from there, take that relationship and make it your own through email marketing. Hashtag amen, sister. (laughs) I feel like it's like, I feel like so many people are just especially in this space, entrepreneurs, people who have a message, creators, people who want more freedom, they keep hearing you need to build a list. I don't know why, but they just want to spend time building popularity in social media. It's true. I think there's a few things tied with that. One, sometimes it's a little bit of our ego and we all have Mm, it. It's nice to have that, you know, people saying, this is fantastic. I love this. You get instant feedback on social media. But I'll tell you in, I think it was 2010, I had a mentor, Marie Forleo to be exact, and I paid her a lot of money Hmm. to be in her mastermind. And she told me, Every time she saw me, build your email list, build your email list. And I was just starting out. So I felt like I needed to spend more time on my website, my business cards, my blogs, blogging on other people's site, going to every conference I could go to. And all those things are important. But if I just would have built my list, I wouldn't have had to hustle as hard as I did to get clients. And so that to me was the biggest mistake I made when I first started my business. So if you're listening to this podcast and you get it, you really get it, I want you to send us a tweet that says, hashtag, I hear you, Amy. (laughs) That's fun. Now let's go through some ways that people can actually use Facebook to build their list. Do you have some tips for us? I do. So the first thing is that you want to 100% before you do anything, Mm -hmm. focus on a lead magnet. You call it a freemium, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. A freemium, a a gift, your opt-in. Yes. You definitely need to have something of great value to give away. Now you can use this on every social media site, on your website, wherever you want to use it. But if we're talking about growing your email list with Facebook, that is the first thing you want to do. So we're talking a cheat sheet, a blueprint, a video series a webinar, whatever makes sense, a discount code, whatever makes sense to your business. So that's where I would spend my time first. Before I did anything with Facebook to list build, I'd have that great giveaway. Okay. So I want to let people know so that we can continue to really stick with Facebook in this episode. I promise I'm going to do a follow-up episode talking about how to create a really fantastic lead magnet, what that looks like, a couple of different programs you can use that will do that for you and you don't even have to have your own website, what some of the best ones are and best practices. So you know you need to do that. You've got to create something that you can give to people. And then once we're on Facebook, am I giving it away by doing a post about it? 
Okay. So that's a great question. So the next thing you want to do is no, it's not about, you could post about it on your Facebook page, but that is not going to get you a lot of traction. I mean, we've heard the stats that when you post on your Facebook page, maybe about 16, one, six, 16% of your audience will actually even see that post in their newsfeed, which is pretty maddening, especially when you work hard to build up your fan base. And that's a pretty high number. I even, I've heard much lower stats. Same with me. So definitely. And I've seen lower definitely. So that is not what you want to do. Okay. The other thing is that you do not want to do, but it's a lot easier than what I am going to tell you this third thing. Okay. But the second thing is to boost your post on your Facebook page. You so said you, you do not want to. Do, do not want to. So you can post on your Facebook page and you'll see a little button that says boost the post. So now you've put it on your Facebook page and you don't want to do that too much. So this is very limited in the sense that you don't want to be boosting this post all the time because it's always hitting your Facebook page and people are going to be sick of hearing about it. But let's say you just want to do it once. You want to boost that post. The reason I don't suggest that is because the targeting capabilities are limited. And to me, the magic of Facebook, why it's more powerful in my book than most other social media sites is that targeting is amazing when you really drill down on it and you can't get to that level on a boosted post. Okay. And there's some other things, but that's the most important thing. Okay. So this means that now I need to run a Facebook ad. It doesn't mean that I get to just click boost. I could, but what you're saying is it's kind of a waste of money. Like it's not worth the money. Yeah. So my suggestion is to use a dark post, also called an unpublished page post ad. We call it a dark post. Okay. And a dark post is actually, you set it up in the power editor on Facebook. So anyone that needs to learn more about the power editor, you can go to amyporterfield.com forward slash PE, just the letters PE. And it takes you to a a site on Facebook where they just talk about the power editor. Okay. So the power editor is like the more robust Facebook ads manager. Now I'll tell you, it's a little bit confusing at first. It's definitely kind of wonky and and you got to be patient with yourself. But like anything in life, when you put the effort into something like this, it is so worth it. The rewards are bigger than if you were going to just use the ads manager. Okay. Okay. So, uh, and true confession, I um, used just the regular, you know, Facebook manager, ads manager for a very long time because I was like, oh, I've heard it's really complicated. Yeah. And I just started using Power Editor. And Amy, I'm, I'm just going to admit that I, I still don't, f- I, f- I feel like it's taking too long I'm, to figure out myself. Yes. And um, I assume, or I don't know, but I know you just recently closed class on, um, you know, a big program that you have, but I know you have Facebook ads 101 coming up soon. Yes. It's actually, it's coming out in mid November and it's called getting started with Facebook ads. And I'm glad you, you mentioned the power editor because this course it's for beginners, but it's all in the power editor. Okay. So if I have never, let, let me ask you this. If I've never run a Facebook ad, is this the program I need to under, to kind of shortcut that process of figuring it 100%, out? 100%. Okay. 100%. It's just exactly what you need to know step by step. Let me hold your hand. Let me sit next to you in your office and walk you through it kind of thing. Okay. And do, and, and do you actually do screen flow? So- oh, yes. Okay. So you see everything I do. I do know this. You have to have Chrome. Is that still accurate? You know, it's the best, it's the best application to use. So definitely I would use Chrome with that. Okay. So let's just pretend that everybody's listening is um, already uh, running ads, or at least they are comfortable enough with going to the power editor and downloading that feature. And now within power editor, we're going to create a dark post. 
Yes. Okay. So it's tough sometimes with a podcast where you can't actually see where I'm clicking, but here's Mm -hmm. what you need to know. When you get inside the ads man or inside the power editor, you'll be setting up your ads and you'll see three columns, one about categories, one about ad sets, and then one that just says ads underneath ads. You'll see a little plus sign that you click and a pop-up box will appear. That is where you're setting up your dark post. The reason it's called a dark post is because it doesn't need to hit your Facebook page to actually look like a Facebook post in the newsfeed. And that's where we really see the success. When you create an ad that looks like it blends in with all the other conversations that are happening on Facebook and it's in the newsfeed, not the right-hand column where all the ads are, but it's in the newsfeed. And that's where we're seeing why it's so powerful. Okay, so I'm so basically I'm going to pretty much write it like I would any other post on my wall, but with obviously the intention of sending people someplace, I assume. Yes. Okay. So you're going to set it up. You get to write the little text above the image. You get to actually it's the reason why a dark post is so valuable as well is it's fully customizable, meaning you get to put all the different details in there yourself. You get to write the little headline underneath the image of the ad, that little blurb underneath the the headline. I mean, all of it. So you're setting this up and you are telling people why they cannot live without your lead magnet, your free giveaway. So you're going to tell people what's in it for them. And remember, your goal here is to get them to click on that ad because you're going to take them to the web page that has even more information about your free giveaway. So you're going to give them just enough in that ad that they think, I'm curious. I've got to find out if this is right for me. So it's not an ad saying, uh, buy my book. It's an ad saying, I've got some more great info. I've got this gift for you. I want to share this information with you. Exactly. Here's what some people get surprised to know. You know, I use Facebook ads every day and 99.9% of the time I never sell directly on Facebook. I only use ads to give away something free. And that's how Facebook works best. Those people that keep trying to sell and sell and sell with one click of an ad will never see the return on their investment. And Versus if they actually used it to grow their email list first, and then they use email marketing to nurture that relationship and lead people down a path to buy their product, program, or service. Got it. I will tell you that we've had tremendous success um, for one of my programs, Instagram Impact, which is an academy that kind of teaches you the ins and outs of using Instagram as a business owner and all the ways that you can use Instagram to build your list. And that we, it's a... I think it's a $100 program. We um, did do Facebook ads directly to a sales page. And it converted well? Like crazy. Okay, so this is good. I'm glad we're having this conversation. Here's the deal. Some in your situation, obviously it worked really well. And sometimes it's worth testing, meaning building the email list and then selling versus directly selling. One thing I'm curious, did you also, you sold to fans and non-fans? Is that right? Correct. And I think the key to it was the video. So the oh. video kind of, you know, kind of did the set. So it's not all in text form. I think video really is a great way for me to connect with people. And, and I think that was one of the reasons why the uh, the program does well for us as a direct. Now, now we're testing it. And I love how it's helping me build my list using something where we're giving away a free report for Instagram tips. And then that warms them up to a sequence of four emails. And that fourth email, they'll, they'll buy Instagram Impact. 
I feel like I could do better is all with Facebook. Like, I feel like there's more to learn. Okay. And definitely there's always different things we can try. I love that you brought this up. I think it's worth trying. And you mentioned something that I think is so valuable. So if you do the free giveaway first, before you sell, Mm -hmm. you do have to wait a little bit longer for the sale to happen, of course. But now you have an email list that is filled with people that might not have been ready to buy just yet. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I learned from a guy named Derek Helpern of Social Triggers mm-hmm. is that we never know when people are ready to buy, yeah. but getting them on your list and giving them multiple opportunities to join any program that you do have when they're ready, if they're staying on that list and they like what you have to say, they'll buy definitely yeah. just not, might not be now. So when we don't build our email list with Facebook, we're missing out on an opportunity to sell later on. So for those people, if we're running an ad, basically, and that dark post, if you will, is encouraging people to opt in and get our freemium, our free gift, our information, whatever you have, a report, whatever it is. Let's say you're doing that to build your list and you don't yet have something to Mm, sell. Love this. Yeah. I, I think the difficult piece for many to wrap their head around is like, how is it I can justify spending, you know, the money that it takes, which isn't very much as you and I both know, to build my list when I'm not getting an actual return on them being on my list yet? Great question. Okay. So the first thing is you want to remember that, again, the energy of your business is directly tied to that email list. And so as you grow an email list, and let's say you're growing that email list, you're using Facebook ads, and now you have this list, but you have nothing to sell yet, you have this massive opportunity to add value beyond their wildest dreams, meaning Mm -hmm. you get to email them on a weekly basis and you're all about value because you don't have anything to sell anyway. So you couldn't do that yet. So one that builds a very loyal following. So I feel like sometimes people that aren't ready to sell yet, and they use this strategy have a little bit of an upper hand because they get to just focus on how can I serve you better? So that's one thing to think about when you're thinking long-term and bigger strategies for your business. But the other thing is, I do think it's important to start really getting a plan on paper about when are you going to sell and what is that that you're going to sell? Because when you think about how much money you should spend on Facebook ads, you do want to think about, okay, when I'm ready to sell, how much is that product? On average, what do I think I can sell maybe in 30 days? You have to be conservative there. And knowing those numbers are going to actually help you justify how much to spend on ads. So one, you just have to look at it as a business investment for sure until you're ready to sell. But two, I think it's important to start looking at how am I going to convert this list? So good. And, and and it's about our time too. So speaking of that, um, you're, you know, very familiar with using the power editor. Once someone has done it a couple of times and they they feel comfortable and everyone's always nervous the first time they do anything, but once they feel comfortable setting up and running dark posts, how long does it take you, Amy, to create a new ad and post that in Power Editor? Great question. Probably 10 minutes. Okay. And here's the deal. I am not techie at all. I'm actually terrible at techie stuff. My team laughs at me because I tend to have to hire most of that out, Uh but I can do the power editor. I can make this work. It's not highly technical. It's just knowing what to click and when to click kind of thing. And it's like riding a bike. Once you get up and you're going, you're golden. It's just that little ramping up period that's uncomfortable. Yeah. When I was learning it, I kept wanting to know, is this important? 
Like, yes. do I need to focus on this? So it's great that you've got an academy that really teaches this this type of stuff that people don't want to figure out on their own because it could be costly. Let's talk numbers. And I know this is difficult because it, there are so many variables, but just hypothetically speaking, what can somebody expect to invest to start adding people to their email list? Great question. Okay. These are good. So I always say you can start out with just $10 a day, but the more important question is how much should I be paying for a lead? Okay. And the way to figure that out is, um, well, let me answer that in two ways. First of all, you're going to pay on average for a lead probably around 50 cents all the way up to four or $5 a lead. Now that's a very big range. Here's the deal. When you get better at what you're doing and you really figure out the targeting, which we probably should talk about the targeting of your Facebook dark post, um, you will then start to pay less per lead. And I no longer worry about how much I pay per click. When people click on my ads, you can find out how much are you paying per click? Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. At the end of the day, what matters is how much should I pay per lead? So let's say today you spent $10 on your dark post and let's say 200 people clicked on it. That's high, but let's just pretend. Okay. But you got 10 leads out of that. So 10 new people raised their hand and said, this is interesting enough to me that I'm willing to give up a very valuable asset, which is my name and email. Right Mm -hmm. now that's golden for people. Mm -hmm. So 10 people, that means you just paid a dollar per lead. Yes. I guess the obvious question then is if this is on Facebook, am I also at the same time growing my Facebook like page? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that. I I almost forgot to bring it up. So yes, yes, yes. So the number one way how I've grown my Facebook page is actually because I've ran so many ads to grow my email list Mm. that it's a natural, um, action for people to then like your page as well. Now, two things happen when you show a dark post in the newsfeed to non fans, there's a like page button in the ad automatically. There's nothing you can do about it. It always appears. So you will see a like page button. The cool thing is if people click that first, they don't go to your page. You don't lose them in the newsfeed where your ad is. They stay right there, but they're likely to see your post later on when you post again. So one, you get that like, and then the next thing they can do is click on your ad. So you're constantly getting it's, there's no way around it. You will get more fans when you run a dark post to a lead magnet. Awesome. Now, just to clarify for people, this dark post, when we're targeting, quote unquote, targeting people who we want to see it, that's the beauty of Facebook is you can target people who have no idea who you are. Yes. They're not already on your like page. So how specific does the power editor allow us to be? Okay, let's talk targeting. This is my favorite topic because this is where you will be amazed how detailed you can get in terms of getting in front front of the right people on Facebook. So for starters, you can target your own Facebook fans. And when you target your own Facebook fans, if you have fans already, you tend to pay less to have a fan turn into a lead than you will a non-fan turn into a lead. So if you ever needed a real solid reason why you'd want to grow your fan base, it's because your ads are actually cheaper when you target your own fan base. Mm, Okay. But the second thing to know is that you can actually target in ways now that Facebook, okay, let's back up. Facebook knows everything about us. It's a little scary. Right. They know, you know, where we went to school, where we work, who we're married to, who our kids are, and all the stuff about what we buy and what we like and all that, those details. But 
But because they know so much about us as a marketer, I look at that as a huge, huge opportunity because no longer do I ever have to worry that I'm spamming or putting my message in front of people that don't care because Facebook will make sure that the people that genuinely are interested are going to see my ad. Now, there's two really cool things you can do. If you already have an email list, you can upload that email list to Facebook, have them check it against their database, create what is called a custom audience, and now you have an audience of people that are already on your email list inside of Facebook. Facebook doesn't do anything with those leads. They're just yours in a bucket. And you can say, Facebook, turn this into a lookalike audience, an audience that is very similar in demographics and psychographics to the list that I've already spent time collecting. So now they're going to get in front of, your ad's going to get in front of people that are like-minded to your existing email list. It's like a parallel you universe. It's amazing. It's so (laughs) powerful. I use it all the time and I I love this feature. Now let's say you don't have an email list. You can actually ask Facebook to make a lookalike audience of your existing fan base. And you don't even need to have a big fan base in order to get a list that's very similar to the people you've already attracted. Okay. And then of course we know, most people know, but if you don't, that's okay. If you're new to all this, you can target other Facebook pages that have an audience that's aligned with yours. That's pretty yes, powerful that's as well. Oh, so cool. I, I know. mean, the, the possibilities are limitless. So true. You know, when we talk about people making investment, when I get that question and someone says, well, I, you know, I really, I can't justify spending money to acquire people onto my email list if I don't have anything to sell. My response to that, much like yours, Amy, is if if you're if you're not doing this to build a tribe or to, you know, offer your services or your help or your purpose or your creativity to someone else, and then it doesn't make sense for you to do it if you're just on Facebook to get ideas and connect with family members. But if your purpose is bigger than that, then you're actually spending way more time and thereby it's costing you more money to spend five hours trying to build engagement and to get people to respond to your posts where you could spend, like you said, 10 minutes and $10 and reach maybe thousands of people who are, they're waiting to see your stuff. And they've already told Facebook they want to see your stuff. You know, I liken it to almost everything that comes through my newsfeed. I know that Facebook is doing such a good job because I'm like, I should I should log on to that <laughs> webinar. Ooh, that looks like a good seminar. You yes. know? And even the shoes on the right-hand side, I'm like, oh, how gosh. do you know I just looked at those at Nordstrom's? Oh, those those kill me. They get me every time. Every time. <laughs> that retargeting. They know us so well that they are able to take our content and put it in front of people who are looking for that. And then you're not selling. You're basically saying, hey, I know you need to figure out Facebook ads. And guess what? I'm doing a webinar. Hey, I know you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed out and and you want to put organization back into your life. I'm doing a free video. Facebook does such a fantastic job for us and it saves us time and it saves us money. They, they really do. They, and not only do they know so much about us, but they also know our behaviors online in terms of if we're going to click on something or not. So even inside the power editor, you can choose an option when you're setting up your budget to have your ad only shown to people that are in that, let's say lookalike audience, but are also likely to click on an ad. That's what's also, it's called optimized, optimized CPM, but that's a little technical, but I'm just saying that Facebook really knows our behaviors and what we're all about. And they'll make sure that our ads are seen by the people that matter. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to dial this back just a little bit and give you some rapid fire questions. Number one, can I run ads if I just have a profile page? No. 
okay. You definitely have to have a Facebook page or also called a like page. You got a little sassy right there. Yeah. I like it. (laughs) Number two, um, I don't have a list. I don't know. uh, I really don't have many fans to pull in lookalikes. So how do I even know who I'm supposed to be targeting? Okay. So you do need to make sure you really understand who your ideal audience is. So if you don't know that yet, that's worth spending a little time there. And I know you teach people how to do that because when you know your ideal audience, then you can go find the Facebook pages where they're spending time and then target those Facebook pages. That's perfect. Like that's just such a simple one step. Like if you just, if you don't know who your, even if you don't know who your fans are, if you know who you wish they were, you wish that all of Jillian Michaels fans were your fans then go target her page. Yes, you know? exactly. And and you can do that. Yes, it's so true. Cool. What is the number one mistake when people run a their first Facebook ad and it feels like, I don't know if it's working. What's the number one mistake when you go back and look at your students' work where they're making an error? Two things that come to mind. One, they shut it down too soon. They spend $20 and they see they got one lead and they're like, this isn't working. I can't do this. Okay. So they jump ship too soon versus tweaking and really trying to be a student of this because the reward is so big. It's worth that time. I'll okay. tell you that for sure. The second thing is I had this happen just with a student recently. She was targeting women that were weightlifters that were having some hormonal issues. So that's very specific. Mm-hmm. Well, she was targeting them for a webinar and she just wasn't getting the sign up she wanted. So she changed her targeting and was targeting every woman that was having hormonal issues. And jumping ship that quickly, again, kind of along the same lines, is completely detrimental to your business in terms of attracting the right person. Mm -hmm. So having the patience, tweaking, really watching it in the beginning, I promise you it gets easier, but it does require some real commitment in the beginning. How much does the image factor in? It factors in a lot because we know that video and images are where it's at on Facebook. Mm -hmm. If you really want to grab someone's attention, I use a tool called Swiftly. Okay. So I'm um, writing this down. I don't know about this. S-W-I, wait, Swift L-Y. Okay. I don't want to spell it Okay, gotcha. Okay. So Swift L-Y. So Swiftly. And basically Swiftly is a, um, a tool that it costs $19 and they'll create images for you. Now it was really set up to do like quick little image changes or Photoshop kind of things. But if I show them an example of what I like and say, can you do this for me? They get it done within an hour and usually really good. And when I find a designer, I like, I try to go back to that one. This is different than Canva. Canva, I'm glad you brought that up. Canva can be free. They have a free version Mm -hmm. and you can do it yourself. What I've noticed, and that's what I teach in a lot of my programs, it might take you a while in the beginning to really understand the drag and drop, but it's easy enough. So Mm -hmm. you can do it totally free. But if that for some reason gets you stuck, Swiftly is my next favorite option. Okay. And so $19, what is that per image? It is, but here's where I save money with it. If I get, if I have them spend $19 and get one image created, then I make variations of that myself because usually a designer's eye will make things kind of really fantastic. But then if you want to just change it up a bit, you can do that yourself in Canva. Oh. So that's kind of how the two work. You get that design designer's eye first and you invest in that, but also you can use them both in conjunction. Amy, I feel like this should be maybe like a three-hour interview. I know. Much. We've talked about so many cool things and links. And keep your hands on the steering wheel. Don't worry. I will put all of these things up in our show notes. Amy's um, a, a cornucopia of information. I learned so much from your podcast. And I've learned so much just from being on your Facebook page. I said to my husband, because he's a big fan of yours too, 
I said, okay, come up with a great question that you would ask Amy. And he goes, okay, okay, I've got a question for her. Why does she give away so much for free? I said, oh, I love that. Is that a question or (laughs) is that a commentary? That's actually awesome that he thinks that because my mission is to make people feel like whether they buy my programs or not, that they've been served and supported. So that's awesome. Amy, this has been so fun. Thank you so much. I will be sure to include in our show notes everything we've mentioned. I just feel like there's so much opportunity out there. And I'm all about spending less time on my flipping computer and more time reaching people. So I can't wait to be um, a student of your Facebook ads 101. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the time and allowing me to come on. You got it, girl. Talk to you soon. So is your brain on overload? No need to worry. May I, however, suggest that you re-listen to this episode. This is one of those episodes where, you know, you're kind of taking in the concepts and accepting some of these ideas as possibilities. But now I think it'd be really cool if you listened to it again. You know, it maybe skipped ahead right to that part where Amy starts talking about using the power editor and then open up your Facebook page. And I wanted to take a look at Amy's Facebook page because you'll see she has like over 100,000 followers, but she's not on Facebook as much as the average person is who has 100,000 followers. And that is because Amy is truly building her community by doing exactly what we talked about in this episode. She was walking her talk. Because I've, you know, I, I looked at her page and I'm like, gosh, she's got so many followers and she doesn't post as often. It doesn't seem like she lives here on Facebook. And that is because she very much practices what she preaches. She is attracting new leads and then taking care of her community, her tribe, her lifers via her email list. Yes, she's still got great content on her Facebook page. But I think the takeaway here is you don't have to live on your Facebook page in order to build a really strong community. And you don't always have to serve them in social media. Because as we know, a very small percentage of them are actually going to receive our message. So it's cool to see that she really walks the talk. Now be sure to stay tuned to this podcast because I am going to take advantage of the Facebook Advertising 101 program that she offers and I promise I'll share my thoughts and I know it's going to be great because she's my new BFF in my head. But we're still going to meet face to face. After the interview, we were, you know, we stayed on the line and kept talking for a little bit and she's like, "We really need to get together and we're only like 45 minutes apart." So I'm like, "Totally, let's do this. Let's plan a day and get together." The funny thing is, Amy thinks we're going to get together for lunch, but I don't do lunch dates. I do workout dates. Woohoo! So it's going to be a sweat fest. Don't tell her. And I might just invite Lewis House. All right, that's it for now. Until we get a chance to talk again, I just want to say you are so crazy cool for tweeting about this show. And I want to thank you in advance for the most wonderful five-star review that you're about to leave. I'm just thinking positive. I love you. Talk to you soon. 